with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. You better take a look at yourself, yeah. 
African Perspectives, where we review the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say, we pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, 
Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So he poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Shimhotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Brother Oshi, Baba Oshi. Dude, what's up? <laughs> uh, this is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, right to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Hit the drop down, you see 
African perspectives. Click on that and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Other ways you can access through whatever ways you get online in your search engine and you go to babaoshi.net B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I dot net babaoshi.net and once again programs that are dated and titled. Yeah, it's Monday. (laughs) Yeah, it's Monday. Thank God. Um, Excuse me. Gonna have a good program today. Uh, Going to uh, talk about Deion Sanders. Yeah, what's happening with Deion Sanders? But let's get the preliminary the preliminaries out the way. So, um, other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening Media. Once again, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. Oh, you know what I didn't say? Well, all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do, and hope they learn. See, sometimes I just miss those things. I just got to, you know what? I need to write stuff down, don't I? Yeah, I'm coming to that point. Because I'd be forgetting, man, you know? But hey, I'm going to try my best to keep my right mind. Yep. That good, my mind on what's right. Uh, other program we have here on Mondays from 8 to 9 p.m., from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., and all times are going to give our, our Eastern times. Black Therapy Central with Dr. Kamal Kambon, his wife, Dr. Mawia Kambon, and their daughter, Nataki Kambon. Then from 9 to 10, every first and third Mondays, conversations, reparations with Brother Jamoke and Sister Lacey of Incobra. On Tuesdays from 8 to 10, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. I believe he's going to be on tomorrow. He has had to take a little bit of a hiatus. He was uh, under the weather. And I hope he's going to be back on tomorrow from 8 to 10. Tomorrow, Tuesday, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. On Thursdays from 7 to 8, Mississippi on the move. The Black Liberation Movement, Mississippi on the move. 7 to 8. Friday, if it's Friday and it's 8 p.m. Eastern, it's time for an awakening, family. Time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard at 8 p.m. Saturday from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. And then back on Sunday at 7 p.m. once again, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. We buy black. We buy black. The largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses is WeBuyBlack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses from WeBuyBlack.com. Um, I'm quite sure they're going to be at some pop-ups. I hopefully, I would hope they would be at the uh, <clears throat> New Black Wall Street Market. You know, find ways to get out there uh, so people who are shopping for the holidays and could spend some money with us and buy products that are produced by us. You know, man, I, I just hope that happens. I don't know about you, but I just hope it happens. <laughs> yeah. Africa for the Africans. Brother Bamani Tahimba will be, will be my guest on Wednesday. He's just returned from Tanzania and he'll be going to Ghana in uh, a few weeks, December 24th. Through January 5th, 2023. 
Then he'll be going to Senegal, March 30th to April 10th, 2023. Then he'll be going back to Ghana again in May, May 24th to June 5th. This call may be recorded or transcribed. So, uh, so look forward to that. And then July 20th to July 30th, Rwanda, 2023. And then once again, back in November, November 16th through the 27th to Tanzania. And then December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Azinia, Azinia, or people call it South Africa, this Azinia. You know, my thing was, what do you call yourself? It's just like Tanzania. They say Tanzania, but everybody say Tanzania. But if they say Tanzania, it's Tanzania. I hear you. And uh, March 29th through April 9th, 29th, March 29th to April 9th, Liberia. And more uh, to come. And of course, everything uh, on the website is there for your benefit that you can use to go on a trip yourself. So you don't have to go with, um, you know, Africa for the Africans. But the information is there and Brother Bomani will help you. That kind of brother. If you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the Africans.org. Habasha. Habasha. Helping Africans by establishing schools at home and abroad. Brothers and sisters, the work is, that they're doing is phenomenal, particularly in areas of. Sustainable agriculture, Habashah Works, Black Tar Roots, Sustainable Seeds, Golden Growers, and Urban Green Jobs. And of course, the Kashi Project, which back in October, uh, they launched on October, October 15th. And uh, beautiful, just, you know, it looks great. It really does. It looks great. So, HabashahIncorporated.org. The LEDGE program, LEDGE stands for Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics, the LEDGE program. The LEDGE deals in the four areas of human existence that are vitally necessary and important, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. He has 12 projects in six different countries on the continent, with over 170 employed and over 260 members. Brothers and sisters become a member of the LEDGE group. LEDGE, I'm going to get Brother Peter Brown in here before the year's out, so he can talk about what, what's going to happen for the next year coming up with the LEDGE group. What's going on? Abibiatumi. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I. Abibiatumi.com. Brothers and sisters, go to Abibiatumi.com and see what they're doing. Once again, one of the things that Abibiatumi.com offers is um, one thing Brother Abibiatumi.com offers is Language, you can learn Kiswahili, you can learn the Medu Netra, you can learn Tree, Igbo, you can learn a lot of African language on bbatumi.com. Okay? And then we were talking about that uh, last few days about the importance of learning a language where we can have cultural privacy, where we can communicate amongst ourselves as opposed to, you know, but then again, even at that, you know, I'm just speaking positive on it. I think that is vitally important that we learn the language. Smy Pharmacy. Smy Pharmacy. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. SmyPharmacy.com, brothers and sisters. The new year is coming up. And so 
I know you want to be healthier. You want to feel better. You know, and so give Brother Jabril a call at 731-327-6229, 731-327-6229, or send him an email at smilepharmacy at gmail.com, and that's S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com, smilepharmacy. The Jackson Water Rescue from what Brother Moses West Foundation is doing. The MosesWestFoundation.org. Brothers and sisters, you can donate uh, through this thing directly for Jackson, just like we're going to be donating directly for the continent, you know. And I've been, you know, noticing the, the issues of water globally. It is serious, even here. But there is family. <laughs> There's water. The problem is access to it. There's water. And the machine can create water, put it wherever it is, anywhere there's atmosphere, it can create water. So, yeah. So, you know, Jackson ain't got to be like that. You know, Jackson, Mississippi ain't got to be like that or anywhere else where there's issues of contamination, water contamination, and it's a lot. Yes, it is. It's a lot. So, uh, let's continue. Let's continue uh, with Dada's. With Dada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar, located in the West End here in Atlanta. I'm Ralph David Abernathy. It's right across the street from the Soul Vegetarian Restaurant, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna, which, of course, is open on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays because they have a lot of stuff to sell, you know, at the shrine. They got clothing, that artwork, books, Kwanzaa kits, candles, that's the whole thing. You want to get your Kwanzaa kit together, go to the Shrine of the Black Madonna on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. From 1 to, um, on Sunday from 1 to 3, but uh, from 1 o'clock to about 7, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Shrine of the Black Madonna. Uh, Wadadas they have delicious smoothies and fruit drinks and pastries and, and of course they have um, holistic vitamins and supplements that you can have it it's, it's a, it's a one stop shop there for from a health standpoint Wadadas Healthy Market and Juice Bar give them a call at 404 444-1635 404-444-1635 yeah Mama Nia. Mama Nia is having some uh, celebration. Her 35th year of being in business. She's located in the Greenbrier Mall. For, uh, let's give her a call at 404 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. She has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, figurines, uh, T-shirts, all kind of good stuff. And help her celebrate. Just stop being to the Greenbrier Mall. It's right on the main thoroughfare there. Nice bookstore, beautifully decorated and everything like that. Give Mama Nia a call. The other bookstore we promote is the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia and Coffee Bar. I gotta always got to throw that coffee bar in there, man. I love what the brother's done to the space. They have a fine selection of books. They got t-shirts. They got uh, the nag- In fact, they're going out, man. So those shoes, those red, black, and green shoes, 
Better get you a pair. I got to I'm trying to find another pair like those uh, Nat Turners, man. I love them. Love them. Can't get them in my size because my size is like everybody else's size, you know. But the Black Dog Culture and Center and Bookstore, give Brother Kazimde, Kazimde Ajamu a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. There is light in the Black Dog. Well, you know, that's Easter here in Atlanta off of I-20. Exit 74. Make that left there and, and go north. And it's going to be on the left-hand side, about a mile and a half, I think, is the um, Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore. But also off of I-20, so when you get, jump, you're back, heading back to I-20, instead of going right back to Atlanta, make a left and continue east one exit up. Exit 75, Turner Hill Road, and that's to the new Black Wall Street Market. Exit to the right, and then three lights make a right, and there it will be on the left, the new Black Wall Street Market. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa, cooperative economics. Or as we, like to, as we like to say, family-centered economics. The Thursday night broadcast is every Thursday night from 9 to 10 Eastern, from 9 to 10 Eastern on blogtalkradio.com. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU, us lifting us. If you want to call to to listen or if you want to call to give questions, comments, or concerns, dial 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us lifting us economic development cooperative for our people homeland village and cultural gift shop located in macon georgia they are not open on mondays but they're open from tuesday through sunday 11 a.m to 8 p.m and uh brother bj got it going on there's everything up in there clothing furniture artwork dvds cds literature man it's, it's outstanding and that's the uh Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia, 2910 Napier Avenue. Give Brother BJ a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, Booth 225. My good sister Shelly Amonset, give her a call at 404-434-7963. That's, that's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay-Haiti.org. Sister Gabby, Sister Gabriella is doing great work in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti up in the hill area. And of course, they rely solely on those brothers and sisters who are able to give. They can get no, nothing from the government of Haiti. And if they don't get nothing, yeah, you know. So, brothers and sisters, go to the website, Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. Yeah. Uh, Baba Barudi and Ma'ini Ya. 
they have um <clears throat> they have some activities coming up. Yeah. Yeah, they got um they got some activities coming up real soon. Let me pull this up here. Okay. Um Mama Inia's got the uh, sister circle. It's a tribute celebrating our our warrior mothers. It's going to be Saturday, December 10th. That is this Saturday, family, from 4 to 6, December 10th, this Saturday, celebrating our warrior mothers. Donation is $10 for adults, 5 for teens. And uh, make your donation, you know, you can pay. You can use PayPal. The PayPal account is yabarudi at yahoo.com. The cash app is dollar sign yah, Y-A-A, the letter M, Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I. Include the pertinent information, of course. Celebrating our warrior mothers, your name and your email address so you can be sent the link for the sister circle celebrating our warrior mothers. Some lot of elders got to be giving praise and deservingly so. A lot of sisters going to get deservingly praised. Also, too, Baba Baruti, the fundamentals of the rites of passage programs. Fundamentals, the rites program, fundamentals. That's going to be Saturday, December 31st from 4 to 7. It's going to be at the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia. The donation is $10. That is going to be. And of course, it's going to be streamed too. So, but if you want to join and be there with us on the 31st, you know, uh, put down the pertinent information, which is rights fundamentals, your name, your email address, so you can be sent the, uh, the stream. Rights fundamental. I'll see you there. All right. Us lifting us. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. The, the, the Baruti's a beautiful man, I tell you. And of course, the Inye Sesim of daily revolutionary thought. Ah, sister sent me something on Brother um, Matulu Shakur. Um, Brother Hab- Sister Habia. So if you're listening, um, call in so we can give me that information so brothers and sisters can contribute. You know, the brother has cancer. He, he's just got out of prison. You know, he has cancer and he's battling that. He's going to need some assistance. So they're seeking some donations. The Inye Sesim of Daily Revolutionary Thought. December 4th. The wage for traitors is death. The Akan proverb. Without a doubt, treason is the highest crime one can commit against one's own people. And as such, the penalties for these unspeakable acts are the greatest severity. It is only among a subjugated people who believe they are vanquished and powerless against any traitors among them who do not adequately check them. They must be clearly understood that if we are to be truly revolutionary, we must remember that the people behind every serious revolutionary movement 
contain and or remove these threats to their liberation first because they understood the level of treason these individuals had already committed against them and what their fanatical dedication to these treasonous could mean to their liberation efforts. Revolutionaries understand the insecurity of those who look like them but who are willingly committing treason against them. They recognize that these disloyal prizes, their positions has a relatively privileged buffer zone between the people and their oppressors. They love and dedicate it, or rather patriotism to the cause and welfare of the oppressors, their masters, would cause them to assassinate a revolutionary even before they were told to do so. <sighs> In every serious revolutionary movement, ever known traitor was dealt with before the larger external enemy was confronted you had to deal with the traitor's family we got to deal with those problems that we have within internally in, in us to ever deal with the outside situation that is that is really the manipulating force that's impacting us affirm I will not allow others to commit treason against my people Affirm, I will not allow others to commit treason against my people. December 5th. It is only when Africans stand up against insults to their integrity and cultural heritage as men and women will they eventually control their destiny. Dr. Joseph Ben. Dr. Ben. All writings by serious African warriors, by Africans who recognize that we are at war with a mortal enemy, are war manuals. Everything said within them galvanizes us to the front lines of battle or propels us on to victory. Those words teach us that play follows work. Joy follows pain. Peace follows power. And liberation follow struggle we are at war therefore we must never cease engaging in combat with those who never cease trying to destroy us until we are victorious this is true whether applying pen to paper or laying down fire affirm I stand up against insults to our integrity and cultural heritage affirm I stand up against insults to our integrity and cultural heritage Brothers and sisters, the inyate sasim of daily revolutionary thought. You know, I've been talking about this consistently over periods of time, you know. But once again, Brother Paul from the UK comes through. Love, Brother Paul. I hope that you um, appreciate brother Paul when he calls gives perspectives yeah because brother Paul said you know and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna play this particular piece um, this is um, <clears throat> what I've been talking about consistently over about uh, Howard Nicholas so now that I have it this way, I'm going to be playing us uh, at least a few times a month, maybe, as a constant reminder of how serious these folks are about our situation. 
and how they 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 talk about it and you know so cavalier, you know. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, and yet we do nothing and allow it to happen. We have leadership that is so damn weak. I'm gonna tell you, man. Can't wait. I can't wait to get up out of out of this madness. Okay. Yeah. My grandson's phone I got from him, right? And I'll tell you. <laughs> I don't know what's what's up with this damn phone. <laughs> Okay, we're ready, fam. Here we go. Africa has been fundamental to the global prosperity of the advanced countries. And Africa had a role to play. It has a role as a raw material producer. We will not allow Sub-Saharan Africa to escape that. Okay, we do everything to keep Sub-Saharan Africa where it is, also impoverished. It's absolutely vital for the prosperity of everyone else. So let's get clear about that. Okay, and this means all the economic structures, all the global institutions, and the economics we teach everyone is all designed to keep Africa exactly where it is. And whether it is Europe or US or now China, it's always the same. We need Africa to be impoverished because we need those raw materials and we need them dirt cheap. Okay, so that's the message. It doesn't mean to say that there's nothing Africans can do. Of course there is. This is what it's about. Because if Africa does do something different, I assure you living standards of all those in Europe and North America and Asia is going to fall. Okay? And that is a big price to pay. I assure you that the West is not going to allow that without a big fight. Okay? So the job of many Western academics is to convince Africans they have to keep doing what they're doing. Okay? And to show them it's your fault that you're poor. It's not our fault. It's your fault that you're poor. You know? so, this is what we do in academic institutions. We know the basic forces that have caused this underdevelopment. We know it's colonization. We cannot afford to allow Africa to industrialize and start producing manufactures. Okay, so we will do everything to stop that. And I'm going to show you how we actually block that. We had East Asian rapid industrialization processes. So in the earlier period, we had Japan and Korea and Taiwan. Okay, rapid growth, sucking in raw materials from Africa, driving up the prices. And after those countries finished industrialization, then Sub-Saharan African growth rate again fell. Sub-Saharan Africa is condemned to this role, just the supplier of raw materials, not a manufacturer. The currencies are collapsing of these countries, and many of them are sub-Saharan African countries. After colonization ended, we needed new structures to keep these countries where they were. Okay? 
And the first of those is aid. Okay, we give them aid. Aid for what? Actually, we give them aid to keep repressive regimes in power. That's all. All the hypocrisy about transparency and democracy and bullshit like that, it's all bullshit. But it will go to country after country offering loans. And if the president did not accept the loan, they were killed. It's just economics. It's economic warfare. The rich declare war on the poor. It happens everywhere. It happens in a country. The rich control the government. Of course they do. You really believe you have democracy? Come on. I mean, grow up. Who has all the subsidies and income support? US, Europe. The largest budgets in the world for supporting their farmers are Europe and US. You see, we're keeping them dependent. We're keeping them on a string. This next round of the WTO is designed to block that. To block anyone else getting on top of the ladder. Yeah. I tell you, you know, when I saw this first time, it angered me so. You know, it just made me want to try to go through the screen and just choke the shit out of him. You know, just give him a severe beat down with his arrogant ass but that's what's happening so we can get all mad about it the question is what are we going to do about it you know what are we going to do about it you know that's what we're talking about at the uh, pre-Kwanzaa which turned out turned out nice I mean uh, we got to do better next year because it was just but <clears throat> it's like a lot of things that we do here in America particularly and it's pretty much like that with African people you know we're sedated you know we, we go but, but, but we're like zombies you know we do a lot of mundane stuff on the day and we just do it sometimes without rhyme or reason we just do it we don't give deep thought we don't think about alternatives. We don't think about consequences. We don't think about what would be better. How can we do it better? We don't discuss things. We just don't, family. And so when I hear this man, Howard Nichols, say what he's saying, we must keep Africa poor. We must make, I'm saying this, we must make African Americans believe that it's in their interest to help keep Africa poor. That's like we made African Americans think it was important for us to kill Muammar Gaddafi because what Muammar Gaddafi was doing was the exact thing that Howard Nichols says must not be done. He was trying to make Africa understand and know that we have riches and he was going to create a gold coin, the gold dinar. So that if you wanted riches, if you wanted materials, if you wanted resources from Africa, you have to do that. You have to go through the AU. But the AU is so damn weak. It's just so weak. So, 
That's the situation. What are we going to do? That's what I'm saying. We got to get out of here. We got to go to the continent. Those of us who have the right minds, those of us, unlike myself, who can, who are young enough, strong enough with ideas and materials. And I mean, just go. I'm going. I'm cheerleading. <laughs> I'm going. Because I know that's where we need to be. That's where we must be if we are to be a people again. If we're to step back on the stage of human history as free and proud and productive, that's where we must go. It is not here. This is a hellhole for us. This one consistently divides us. This one consistently messes up our, our mind trains us to think in ways that are detrimental to our very existence. Saw this from my brother. Um, Let me see if that... Let me see if if it's over here. See if it's over here. Oh, okay, we have a thing from okay, Chikia Ku and somebody else. What? It's uh, uh, Anthony Browder's doing something uh, with Black Panther and the Lion King on this Friday uh, presentation that he's doing. It's live streamed. On the day of it, it's thirty-five dollars, fifteen dollars up until the sixth, which is tomorrow. If you want to give a call, call four four one zero three zero three forty one twenty four one zero three zero three forty one twenty. Brother Anthony Broder, for more information. And that's this Friday. So I was looking for that. Uh, Piece by um, about um, Doctor Doctor Matulu Shakur, who is who is you know out a prisoner. He's a, he's been a political prisoner for a long time. Who is out, but fortunately, um, you know. Richard Pryor's birthday fam that's right it's Richard Pryor's birthday and and because it's his birthday it was it's the first of uh, December 1940 he died December 1st 1940 he died December 10th 65 years old 19 2005 65 years old yeah I love Richard Pryor I don't know about y'all. I love him. Yeah. I'm going to play a little something as a little tribute to Richard Pryor. One of of the funniest albums, I think. Almost had me going to the hospital laughing so hard my side was killing me. Is it something I said? Mudbone. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, mud ball. So we're going to play a little of that at the, at the break. And it looks like, you know, let's <laughs> see, that's, uh, I'm going to tell you, Facebook sucks. Because there's, there's, sometimes there's some things that are on Facebook and you leave it there, and the next thing you know, it's gone. It's like it was never there. You know? Man. So, let me see if it's over this one. I'm in love. Let's see. Good piece that my brother sent, uh, my, my good brother, but the Blackwell. He sends a lot of good stuff that is uh, <clears throat> the Black Matrix. So Franklin Jones. So he gets sends, he sees his stuff and he sends it out, which I'm so thankful for that. But this was a pretty good one I wanted to read to you. But it's gone. <laughs> I read it before I, I came on the air. I should have just left it right there on there, but I started scrolling, and now it, I'm serious. It's got. Have you experienced that? You you're on Facebook, you see something, and then you just keep scrolling down, and and then when you scroll back up, see you know see it and read it again or look at it again or whatever, it's not there. It's like wow, well, what happened? It's not there. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that's so that's how it happens. That's how it happens. Good picture, Malcolm and, and Muhammad Ali. Malcolm and Muhammad Ali. Love, love them. Love them dearly. You know. Yeah. Yeah, Deion Sanders. Okay, that came up. That was I read that yesterday. And it's back. That's cool. Cause what that brother wrote, brother uh, Kwaku, uh, in Milwaukee, who is a uh, clinical psychologist in Milwaukee, good brother, wrote a piece on Deion Sanders when he was about to do what he's about to do, and uh, yeah, brother Kwaku. It's it's a good uh, particular piece, you know. Okay. Mm. Well, a lot of props for Anthony Davis who's been balling. If you keep up with basketball like I do, this brother has been balling. They won last night. He dropped fifty five. Up fifty five and rebounding and everything like that. We'll talk about that at some other time. But uh, yeah, so I'm thinking maybe we might see that again. Looks like I'm not. A new a new uh, dramatics piece out. I love the dramatics. I really do. Yeah. So well, anyway, I, I thought. Mm. 
I'm just seeing a piece on here. Nefertiti. 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 Who was Akhenaten's wife. Nefertari was the love interest of of uh, Ramesses, Moses, that thing, Nefertari. Nefertiti is uh, Akhenaten and Tut's, I guess Tut's mother, I don't know. But she didn't look like that because that bus, that Nefertiti bus that they, that was coming out of Germany, it's a fake. So, yeah, the Lakers beat the Bucks on Friday. Yeah. I'm telling you, the Lakers playing good. Playing good basketball. Mm -hmm. Let me see. It didn't come up for me, fam. Shucks. It's a good piece, though. Good piece. Oh, is that right? Celebrate with us. We are cordially, you are cordially invited to the American African Firefighters Museum 25th anniversary in Los Angeles. 1401 South Central Avenue in Los Angeles. That is going to be December 11th from 12 to 4, the 25th anniversary. My brother Kwame, Kwame Cooper, although he's in New York now, he's, um, he's the, <clears throat> quite sure he can get to LA. <laughs> for the weekend because you know he he moving from he he's there working on the contract he's been appointed um the uh from like something like affirmative action you know chief and looking at the department to see if uh, there's ways the department can uh be more diverse get more brothers and sisters sisters on the New York fire department of course 911 brought out how racist the New York Fire Department is. And you have 11,000, you have 11,000 or 11,000 firefighters in all the boroughs, and you only have uh, 300 some of us. Psst, pathetic. But um, the LA, that's going to be the 11th. Yeah. Okay, I apologize to your family. I'm still trying to find it. Sometimes you think you can. It's just a scroll away. Art, <laughs> not. It's not. It's a scroll away. Yeah. So I'm going to. Uh, <clears throat> let this go, and then we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna do a break. We come back from the break. We're going to talk about Deion Sanders. Um, what do you think? Deion Sanders is going to go to University of Colorado, the Colorado Buffaloes, in the Pac-12. He's going to leave. He's, he's, he did three years and three years at Jackson State. They were undefeated. They have, they're planning in the uh, Heritage Bowl, I believe it is, upcoming. And uh gonna find out that date. I, I don't know if he's going to coach that team or not because he's accepted that uh, contract. You know, I don't know. But he he did great work. 
you got to agree did great work for the um, Jackson State. They were undefeated, like I said, this year. And But it seemed to me that he went there with the understanding to build HCBU's football programs, not just Jackson State's. The whole idea of HCBUs and their programs as opposed to the PWIs, predominantly white institutions, PWIs. I mean, I heard the, the endowment for Colorado was like $5 billion. The endowment for Jackson State is like, what, $3 million. <laughs> You know, it's $3 million. You know. Yeah. So, he's got plenty, and he's got the contract he's, he signed supposedly with Colorado is $25 million for five years. 25-point-something million dollars. Definitely over $5 million a year for five years. And 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 to me, I I know that he can recruit. Um, of course, the young man who was one of the top recruits in the nation. Uh, unlike years before, where you could, uh, if you uh, were committed to a school, you would have to stay there. You would have to stay there. You know, and if you wanted to leave, you would have to sit out a year. But because coaches were ab- always able. To say, hey, come to, come play for me, uh, you know, and then you have that year. Then you say, oh, I'm leaving. Damn, you know, you leaving? Yeah, I'm leaving. I got a better deal down the road. I'm leaving, and then over for you to go and leave to go somewhere else, you have to sit a year out. That doesn't happen anymore. We're gonna take a break, so I can <clears throat> play a little. Uh, Richard Pryor. First, I'm gonna uh, play some. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, family. Play some um, Jerry Butler, Ice Man's Band. Little funk for you. I like Jerry Butler, the Ice Man's Band. And then we're gonna uh, play some Richard Pryor from. Is it something I said? One of the funniest albums ever. Yeah, Richard Pryor, Peoria, Illinois. Yeah, never seen him in person, and I would love to have seen him in person. Yeah, I was going to go see only Caucasian, few Caucasians I would be willing to see was um, George Carlin. He was going to be in Milwaukee. I don't know what happened. I missed it, and then he died. But Carlin and, and Richard Pryor, Richard Pryor to me is the top comedian of all time. Carlin is up there particularly for his, his biting commentaries, his political biting commentaries. No. Really enjoyed him. So, we're going to uh, take a break and uh, play some. First, uh, Jerry Butler's Iceman's Band, a little funk for you. And then after that, uh, the introduction to Mutt Boy. I can't, I'm not going to play the whole uh, 12 minutes. 
but I would. I love it. Well, bond. Okay. Yeah, family. I love it. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on TyphoneAwakening.com and BlackTalkRadioNetwork.com. We'll be right back. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
so he'd sit out there and tell these stories. And he said, when I first came up here from Tupelo, Mississippi, I drove up here in a tractor. That's right, 746 miles on one tank of gas. <laughs> so I had to leave Tupelo because I was working down there. I was in charge of the levee in Lawrence County. So one night the levee bust and they blamed it on me. See? Now shit, ain't a nigga in the world can hold back no water when they want to go. <laughs> And they asked me, say, why didn't you warn the people? Well, shit, I couldn't be running through that water warning nobody. They were going to find out sooner or later anyway. <laughs> I worked for this white man, his name was Bud Jenner. And I worked for, he was all right to work for, see? He was all right for a white man, he wasn't bad, see? But he had a son named Junior, he was cockeyed. We called him Cockeyed Junior. And he was hard to work for, man, because his eyes went every what you wait, see? He say, nigga, pick that up, you know, and four or five niggas been down, see? He fell in love with this girl from Pittsburgh. I went to the depot to pick her up, see? I had a horse named Ginger. I hooked up, went down, Ginger, went down there, picked her up at the depot. She got off the train. Big woman weighed about 460 pounds. She got off the train sideways. They was pushing her ass off of them. Well, I saw her. I said, well, shit, fine for him. He cockeyed. It don't mean nothing to him. And I walked over to her, introduced her. I said, ma'am, Miss Ma'am, no name Mudbone. And I tipped my hat, bitch slapped me across my head. <laughs> said, nigga, pick up the bag. Well, I said, God damn. What kind of shit? I ain't never got damn. What kind of shit? You know, I said this to myself. Because <laughs> in them days, that's all nigga could do was get mad, see? So I got mad. And I tried to help her in the bucket. The bitch snatched away from me. You know, oh, I bet the bitch, see? Say, goddamn. She stepped on the buggy and the goddamn thing turned over on her. Well, I couldn't laugh. See? I had to bite a hole in my goddamn lip. Blood trickling down and shit. Heart stepped all in her face. I took my time by getting that buggy off of her. So I set it up for her. Helped her in the buggy. And I was Junior home, you know, going home. Bitch leaned over and slapped me upside the head again. One of them good ones, too. Sounded pay out. I said, so maybe this bitch shot me. Shit. <laughs> well, we kept on home. I'm thinking of shit to do it now. So I got home, went to the tool shed, and got me one of them Craig jigsaw. And I saw the bottom out of the outhouse. And I hid in the bushes, waited for this big collard green eating bitch to go to the bathroom. <laughs> well, long about 8.30, she come this to go in the bathroom. I'm in the, in the bushes looking at him. 
She wobbled out to the outside and then opened the door, went in, shut the door. I heard a big splash. That's when I got in the tractor and drove up here. I wasn't mad no more either. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. <laughs> I love Richard Pryor, man. I tell you. Yeah, that's from his Something I Said album, which is one of the funniest albums of all time. Came out in, I think, in 76. Actually, I think it was 75, 76. Because I know Bicentennial, nigga, uh, came out there towards the middle of the latter part of 76. But this is something I said, the, his routine on Mudbone. Man, it's outstanding. <clears throat> We're going to uh, talk about Deion Sanders and his decision to leave Jackson State and go to University of Colorado. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening Media. This program is every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and all times are going to give Eastern Times. From 8 to 9 this evening, Black Therapy Central with Dr. Kamal Kamban and Dr. Mawia Kamban and their daughter, Nataki Kamban. That's followed every first and third Mondays by Conversations, Reparations with Brother Jamoke and Sister Lacey of Encobra. On Tuesdays from 8 to 10, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. He's supposed to be on tomorrow night, so I hope that's the case. And then on Thursdays, from 7 to 8 on Thursdays, Mississippi on the Move, the Black Liberation Movement. And then on Fridays, if it's Friday and it's 8 p.m. Eastern, it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard from 8 until. Saturdays, the Sankofa Elders Council from 7 to 9. And then Sunday at 7 p.m. Once again, time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Yeah. A lot of responses to what uh, Deion Sanders the move he made, many people are saying, hey, he's got to do what's best for him and his family. And I understand that, doing what's best for you and your family. But once again, if if, if somebody is uh, <clears throat> knowingly that they've had a long time of earning literally millions of dollars, and, and now it comes to a point, I'm quite sure, you know, <laughs> although in this society, greed is a very deep thing, because that's what one of the main points that society perpetuates. Individualism, materialism, greed, and violence. And so getting all you can, when you can, you know, is one of the models of some people, you know, but he he made the move to Jackson State and the HCBUs and saying some things like, you know, uh, these brothers, they... <coughs> They deserve to have, <clears throat> excuse me, a family. Take my throat. But these these brothers in these schools, they deserve to have quality programs, quality facilities, uh, and so forth. Uh, should be on TV. Uh, in fact, 
I, I know the only time I've seen, I remember when Steve McNair, when he played for Alcorn State, he was on ESPN2 a few times. I know I've seen Grambling. In fact, I've seen Grambling and uh, Morgan State uh, at the beginning of the season from New York, from Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Uh, one of my classmates went to Morgan. A bunch of those cats went to Morgan that year. This is, this is like 70, 70, I think 70, 71, something like that. Anyway, uh, the Bayou Classic, which is every year down in uh, New Orleans, which is Grambling and Southern. You know, so, it's, you know, a few times they showcase the ACBUs, but ordinarily not. And also, too, I remember when Grambling used to be on, be, uh, you know, uh, e even on ESPN, like ESPN2 or whatever, <clears throat> uh, it, it's a tape delay. So they played the game maybe at one and it's now showing at seven, you know. But um, but they showed some of Prime's game early and showed it on the flagship ESPN and, and, what, was the, and what Jackson State was doing. In fact, uh, the Heritage Bowl, I believe it's still called, is coming up. I'm not sure if he's going to coach in it, but um, if he does, I truly wish him luck and, and, and that they win the game or whatever. But I'm just not feeling good about how he how he approached the idea of working with the ACBUs, knowing that the PWIs, the predominantly white institutions, they have all the resources, all the you know, and I know that maybe his desire, which now seems to be to maybe coach in the pros, maybe that's his desire, you know, that he wants to take a, a, a program like Buffalo, the Colorado Buffaloes, which has been one of the worst teams in the Pac-12. You know, their winning percentage is pathetic. And take that team <clears throat> and build that team up within two, three, four years and then and, and if that's happening I guess obviously it says to some professionals that this man knows what he's doing and would be a good hire you know I mean there's money you know that's why um, I've always advocated that players should be paid I don't like the system I, I truly I've never liked this system of usury that the NCAA happens has. In fact, they even put with intent <clears throat> that statement, these are student athletes, emphasizing the word student. That's like when you're in high school, you are truly a student athlete. You go to the school, you're a student athlete, and then you, you know, uh, Go to uh, the football, uh, sign up for the football team. You know, you go to practice and after school, and you know, and then even before school, because football starts before school even starts. It, sometimes when you just about to go to school, they have their first game, and maybe even have a game before school starts. You know, that's happened. Not when I was on the football team, <laughs> but uh, you know, so. I don't know, I'm just upset by this to some degree because I wanted uh, Deion Sanders 
to propel not just Jackson State, but others, other programs within the HCBUs. Just like he took that young man uh, out of here, out of Georgia, one of the top recruits out of Georgia. He was one of the number one recruits. In fact, this Caucasian was just like, he's going where? You know, this Caucasian's mindset is like is that these schools, look at all the talent we have that we got from y'all. Look at Georgia. Look at Alabama. Look at Michigan, Ohio State. Look at we got all all the Africans who, here in America who play sports at a high level. We got them. They go to our schools. Oh, I don't give a damn if they don't graduate or not. I don't give a damn if they don't go to class or not. As long as they play and play well. And and the and the stadiums and the arenas or auditoriums or hall, whatever, are filled. And then every uh here in upcoming with the playoffs and the bowl games and the and the national championships to be played. First for Georgia, fortunately, the Peach Bowl, which is in uh, Atlanta. Once again, they're going to be playing Ohio State here at the Mercedes-Benz. And then uh, Michigan's going to play TCU in uh, <clears throat> Arizona. And the winners of those games are going to be playing ah, in L.A. They're going to be playing at SoFi. They'll be playing in L.A., I believe. You know. In, in, in all the bowl games. And then, of course, the big money maker. That's right, March Madness. And then all those uh, people who go to March Madness or the regionals and all that. And then the big tournament. All that money. <laughs> it says, March, March Madness is a stirring reminder of what Europeans, how Europeans have gotten rich <laughs> off the slave labor of African people. Yeah. They labor. They, they're, they're, they're the ones that make this happen. But the, other, but the, the coaches, and the athletic directors, the programs, they get all the money. That's why I hate Dabu Sweeney so much of Clemson. He was on a program. He was asked about that. And he was so adamant about these young people not getting anything. I mean, he was, oh, if they get, I'm, I, that's the time I'm going to quit. Well, of course, they got image and likeness, which is, I'm not too, too crazy about, but that, that, that's a start. Let's say it that way. That's a start. But I'm not really crazy about image and likeness. Because number one, there's only a few are going to benefit from that. Only a few. There's some even some high school kids who are benefiting from that, who have uh, connections with locals who, who uh, and, and I mean, I'm talking about, my contention was that they recognize that um, these things bring in so much money. 
I'm talking about basketball and football. I ain't talking about the other sports because the other sports are subsidized because of basketball and football. They look at basketball and football. These these brothers sweat on the basketball court and, and risk injury on the football field. So there's the tennis team. So there's the golf team. So there's even the baseball team. And so there's even gymnastics and so forth and so on. Because a lot of these sports don't generate any revenue. Yes, they probably have the games, but they're not sold out. They're not big time. Not like the football. Not like 108,000 in Michigan. Not like the multitudes of packs uh, arenas during March Madness. And the kind of money and the sponsorship, the TV all the many revenue streams that many of the college coaches have, particularly basketball and football, those are the main ones who make millions because they they bring in millions because of the recruits. And those recruits are us. They're us. Back in the day, I'm old enough to remember when we were in the Southeastern Conference. We weren't at none of these damn schools. None of them. So as you see, that's not that long ago. Now, if you don't have us there, you ain't winning. And if you don't have us there, you ain't ain't, doing even have a program. All the players, particularly on defense, all the players on defense are us. You might have Caucasians at a, a linebacker. Some on the line on defense. You definitely would have some Caucasians on the offensive line and some tight ends. Maybe a receiver too. Sometimes, very oddly, you may have a running back or two. Oh, of course, quarterback. Some programs still believe that the the most. Uh, uh, only Caucasians can play quarterback. They have the intelligence. Used to be middle linebacker. Willie Lanier, who who's, comes from an ACBU. I don't know if you remember this family, but about four years ago, maybe five, I'm not sure, Super Bowl, they paid tribute to the brothers who played in ACBUs. Walter Walter Payton at Jackson State. You know, all the cats, Bobby Bell, Willie Lanier. A lot of them played in the AFL, too. You know, all of them cats, man. Willie Davis, was that Grambling? Most of the brothers that were in the NFL in the 60s and into the early 70s came out of ACBUs. Well, of course, that's that's when it began to change. I mentioned this before, when Paul Bear Bryant, who was the coach of Alabama, and realizing that the talent level is beginning to change because all of these American Africans are coming in here. They got agility, they got speed, they could jump out the gym. So he called up John McKay at um, University of Southern California, USC, and uh, scheduled a game in Alabama. He knew what he was doing. 
He wanted to show his the boosters, the Caucasians who who use those weekends, for, you know, to have parties and so forth, spending money, spending big money. He wanted to, he wanted them to see, because a lot of them they didn't want to have no blacks. They didn't want to have no brothers on the football team, on the basketball team. So those brothers from USC came to Alabama and just kicked their ass. Kicked their ass. And then from that time, all them schools in the Southeastern Conference, all them schools in other parts of the country, all of them, started getting brothers on the football team. You can't you can't watch a, a college game, a Division One college game, without a predominance of brothers. Now you can uh, uh, look at some Northeastern games, the uh, Ivy League games. I watched one the other day, Dartmouth and somebody. I also watched Harvard and Yale. Harvard and Yale. They got brothers too, though. You know, in certain yeah, they got some brothers too. Not to the point. <laughs> Not like Alabama. Everybody on the D is brothers. Quick, fast, strong, athletic. As I said, agile and host, uh, agile, hostile, and mobile. Agile, hostile, and mobile. Just getting it. And they don't get paid. And yet the coach makes millions. The coach has all kinds of revenue streams. He has a television program. He has a, a, maybe a radio program. He has all kind of local endorsements. He has all kind of national endorsements. Lou Saban, Lou Saban. I don't know why I keep calling him his daddy's name, damn it. Must be from the time I used to watch the AFL all the time when I was a kid. Because I loved the Jets. But anyway, <clears throat> Nick Saban. He makes, I think, about $12 million a year. He is the highest paid public employee in the state of Alabama. Many coaches, basketball, some, football most, are the highest paid if the university that they coach at is a public university and they have a very good program. They are the highest paid employee of that state. Not the governor, not other legislators, uh, not the, uh, the the president of the university, not tenured professors, none of that. The football coach, the basketball coach, making millions. But not only from their salaries, but all kinds of other endorsements. You see Nike on their on on jersey, the coach gets paid. For the player to wear that. Reebok, Adidas, or whatever. The coach gets paid. I hate it. I really do. I can't stand it. Give me a call. Let's get into this conversation, family. At 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. Let's talk about Dion. I, like I said, I'm... I, I understand the move he's making, but I was under the impression, at least that's the impression I got, that he wanted to do something 
to propel HCPU, historically black colleges and university HCBUs to be more competitive and get these good players that are brothers anyway. Uh, maybe this young brother that he picked up in Georgia here uh, is going to go to Colorado. I would say more than likely. Can't take all of them. Good. Maybe his son is going to go. His son, I think, has got a year or two left. And I'm, I'm quite I'm quite sure he can get some coach uh, some some players to go to the University of Colorado, Colorado Buffalo. They had a, at one time had a very good program. Yeah, had a real good program. But we'll see. But I thought he was gonna do something with you know, the HCBUs and, and, and be able to propel those programs to be uh, more competitive, not just with the ACBUs, but with other colleges, with the PWIs, the predominantly white institutions, be competitive with them. Because if we got the players, if we got the talent, and we have the coaching to go along with it, see, that's why the brother from the SWAC, who was that who didn't give Dion a hug? I can't remember who that was, what college that was, but the brother said, he ain't swack. I'm swack. You know, the South Athletic Conference. Yeah. Sure, I guess you're right. I guess he was right. He's more dedicated, even though he got it, even though Deion dusted his ass. <laughs> Jackson State beat him. You know, pretty bad. But hey, <laughs> that's how it is. It's about the money. It's about the money. Money talks. Yeah. So. Give me a call at 215-490-9832. Not a lot of callers. Only got a couple in there. Maybe it's a, just that, that kind of Monday. You know. And then they want to talk about Dion. I, I pulled a c- couple of articles from Facebook and uh, YouTube. YouTube, some that uh, I read about it, and, and I don't know. Some of the uh, some of the comments were like, "Hey, you know, Dion, he, he he has to deal with what's right for him and his family, and I'm glad that he's done this, and he showed that he could coach, uh, you know, on the college level, recruit." folks here and and so forth. I think one of the things about being a coach, I, I coached football for many years. Um, number one, that's one uh, sport that you can't coach by yourself. You really can't. You can't coach football by yourself because there's so many entities that you got to pay attention to during practice. You know, there's the line. Offense and defense. There's the running backs, the receivers, the quarterback. There's the the ends, defensive ends, along with the D line. There's the linebackers, and then there's the secondary. Then there's special teams, punting, punt team, punt return team, 
kickoff team, kick return team, many entities within football. And if you were a good manager, you I mean, I know when I really started to win, I had a good group of men. I had a good group of men working with me. You know? To the point where I they I had a brother who was a, a defensive, then I had my man John, Caucasian that uh who was a fellow firefighter. We we were together all those years. He was the offensive guy. Brother who was on our first team, he became the defensive guy, coordinator. And I just would every now and then say, you know, this looks like this might work. Run that. Okay, okay, coach. You know. And sometimes it would, sometimes it wouldn't. It's all about execution. You know. So if you got a, a if you when you're what you're coming with, if you got a good team of guys, then maybe what you're gonna do will work. And he is given the opportunity, five years, a $25 million contract, over five, five point something, 25 point something. So it's over $5 million per year. I don't think he was even getting a million dollars from Jackson State. But I know he made good money and he was in, he endorsed a number of things. You know, Deion Sanders. I like Deion Sanders. I, I like the way he played. I, you know, I like prime time. I like the flash. I like his attitude and his arrogance. You know. So it's not surprising that this move is not made. It's just it's, it's disappointing to me. It's disappointing to me because, you know, uh, I, I, you know his his persona in his playing days and his persona today is different. Of course, he's mature, and I thought that he uh, really wanted to do something to elevate athletics at the historically black colleges and universities, at the ACBUs. I thought he wanted to do that and maybe get more uh, uh, brothers who have played and who have that expertise, maybe who are uh, languishing now or in high schools who want to elevate and get to the college level, or maybe who are just, you know, finishing up their pro careers and want to uh, give back. You know, that's that was my thinking. I, 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 obviously, I was wrong, you know, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see. And, of course, he's going to get opportunity and there will be some cats that are going to come you know, and and uh, play, play for him. You know, yeah. Oh, oh, we got a caller four four three four four three. Good afternoon, brother Oji. Can you hear me? Yeah, I sure can, brother Irv. How you doing, my friend? What's, what's up, brother? Good. I'm doing. Good. I want to put you on the phone. I want to. Yeah, you can. You can. You can still hear me, correct? Very well. Correct. Yep. Good. Very good. Well. Yep. Brother OG, I've always advocated for players to be paid. I, I truly believe in form of slavery. Yeah. When you don't, when someone works and doesn't get paid for their work, that's yeah. what the definition of slavery was. Yeah. Um, I, I think once you take a people and enslave them for, for hundreds of years, and then you you not treat them like like human beings, and then you release them and say they are free, but yet they're still enslaved right because yeah you're and, free what are you gonna do where are you gonna go you, you, you don't know? have anything so you come right, right back to me I, uh, and and and, we, 
and what and what they do is is they they want you for for me anything that goes against slavery to me is un-American. If you notice when the brothers took a knee because of police brutality, which was racist, was racist, racistly based, they weren't going against racism. They were going against the flag. Mm-hmm. See, so what these Caucasians have done is they have latched themselves, their, their racism, into the American dream. Mm-hmm. So if you go against racism, racism is so inbred in this country. Sure. So it is American. It is it Amer. Is. It is an American value to be a racist. Yes, it's American. And what I mean by that pie. is that you are. You, come on now, you're better mm-hmm. than someone else. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 let's be perfectly clear with Deion Sanders. You may be making um, uh, five million dollars a year, but if you're living on a on a eight million dollar a year lifestyle, mm-hmm. you still need money. See, mm-hmm. and, and we look at these these people. We say, "Oh, Oprah got money." Or, or remember, remember uh, what's the boy name who was the rapper? Um, uh, can't touch this. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Hammer. Hammer. Yeah, you, uh, Hammer was Hammer. making so much money so fast and spending it like it was water, mm-hmm. trying to take care of everybody. From what I understand, mm-hmm. and then they said he's broke, and it, and you say to yourself, "How can he go broke, man?" Yeah, that's like winning the lottery. But you have to understand if if you're not living within your means. I don't care how much money you're making, Oshi. In a capitalist society, you're going to go broke. Yeah. But when but when you have people you've taught to worship money, they're worshiping money. And 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 and, and from that are byproducts, byproducts of greed. That the capitalism, whoever has the most toys wins and we're not cooperating, we're competing. You know, I gotta I gotta have the most. I gotta beat mm-hmm. you. And right. then you and then you stray away from any type of culture that you that you never knew once you start to learn your african roots and who you are as an african then all this capitalism yeah. all these things don't seem to make sense you, they you don't. tend to you tend to lean more towards a socialist mindset mm-hmm. you start to lean towards a, a, a communal mindset mm-hmm. which which is the root word of communism it, mm-hmm. you, you live in a community type setting where if i can do something if i can build a house i'll build your house if you can grow food you'll grow the food and i'll build the house and, and right. we, we got shelter we got right. food we got clothing the other lady so but in this community in this this european mindset it's me it's not me and you it's it's not me or you it's not me and you it's me or you right see i'm i'm fighting against you if i mm-hmm. win i have to you in order for social i mean for capitalism to be successful someone has to be exploited that's how this works oshi mm-hmm. someone has to pick somebody got to pick the strawberries somebody yeah. got to cut the grass yeah. <laughs> in, order, in order if you're going to be in, a, in capitalism in right. order for me to have the multitude and the magnitude of what I have a whole bunch of people can't have nothing. 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 That's a you, big word. Okay. Yeah. You, you said it. nothing. Nothing. You not half. Right. Not no. two. Nothing. 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 In order for me to have that and that's what you see in the society. You know? There are people I mean, I see homelessness here. That's ridiculous here in the, in the so-called Wakanda of Atlanta. You know, all throughout the, where there are underpasses and so forth, everywhere. L.A. In fact, in L.A. is so ridiculous, and the majority of the people are homeless in L.A. Even though we are a small percentage of people, us American Africans, but in L.A. 
the, the largest percentage of people in LA is Latinos. You know, Mexicans and Americans, Latinos. But the majority of the people who are homeless or on Skid Row is us. Our American Africans. Our American exactly. Africans. Exactly. It's the us. American Africans. Mm-hmm. See, because we because because uh, that's a Mexican, a Mexican will live in a house with all his family members. Yeah, we yeah. are taught as 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 what so called Negroes, colored people, whatever you want to call yourselves. Soon as you soon as you uh soon as you eighteen, you got to get up out of here. Mm-hmm. You got to go. Why do you why are you putting the children out at eighteen? And the children should you should not have to put your children out the house. Your children should want to leave. Right. If you did your job right, right, they should want to. They should be prepared. Should, even if they're not right. prepared, they yeah. should. They should go. Right. Because they will want to go. But if they want to stay, then you you doing something different. You're you're friends with your kids, or you y'all buddies. Y'all go to the club together. <laughs> yeah. Y'all run y'all the smoke. women together. Yeah, huh? y'all, y'all 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 smoking shit together. You know, drinking. Yeah, yeah, we smoking yeah. and drinking. Yeah. Why would they want to leave that? Yeah. So no, we we are we're in someone else's culture. We and it and it feel it doesn't look right because it doesn't feel right because mm-hmm. it's not right. We're not supposed to be here. These people have lost their minds with their re- weaponry, and they and and they think that we at see the internet tells you what's going on around the world, and they don't want to have those conversations about how they kill people and how they constantly up overturn governments, mm-hmm. spying on other people's governments. But when somebody comes and spies on your government, right. Russia, did something to our elections. You've been doing something to people's elections for years. For years, man. For Dictating. years. In exactly. Brazil, in Venezuela, yeah. in the Contras. Yeah. Come on now. You sold drugs to, to, to part of everyone. We're supposed to forget that. We're supposed mm-hmm. to forget those things. And all we're worried about is whether Kanye West puts something on the Internet. Really? <laughs> Six, you're talking about six million uh, as opposed to a hundred million Africans mm-hmm. where the sharks follow the ships, where there's a trail of blood from Africa to the United States. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. They stopped off in the Caribbean and dropped some over there at first, all the islands. Oh, they dropped Come a whole on. bunch and of us off. Drop a whole bunch of us off in Brazil. Venezuela, Come on now. So, yeah, Columbia. But see, we, but yeah. see, oh, see, we know what they did to us. We know the problems. We, but, but the solutions is what people don't want to talk about because mm. The only solution for the American African in this country is to leave. Mm-hmm. Ask Marcus Garvey. He'll tell yeah, you. Yeah. The only, he, he saw it back then. Yeah. You, you're never going to change these people's minds. They're <laughs> never going to love you. You may see blacks and whites on TV. You may see an Oprah Winfrey. But the multitudes of people, mm-hmm. I mean the masses of, of American Africans, are never going to be on an equal or a level playing field with their white brethren. Mm-hmm. Because this is this is their country. This is their Theirs. their culture. This is That's right. their every. When ours. we do get preparations, we go into Walmart. Huh? <laughs> we go to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, brother, I, brother, man. I love listening to your show. Man. Keep doing what you're doing. Listen, we, man, we, I... we go, we're not going to stop till we win. That's and right. All we oh, have that's is right. All we we, hey, hey, and brother Earth, we will win. It don't look no, good. No, we're winning now. But, yeah, we're winning now. But I look we're forward. We're winning now. I look forward to Friday, man. Oh, so, we're gonna have a ball Friday. That's man. right. We're I look have forward to Friday, family. I've been, I've been, I've been yeah. reading because you know I don't like to, to say the same thing over again. I'm, I'm reading. I said, yeah, <laughs> Doctor Henry Clark said this. He's got, oh, yeah, we got this. One. Oh, Amos, Amos Wilson said this. I got. I'm gonna put this down on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's. Uh, I, I can't wait, man, because I, I, I the, the show. 
this particular show is 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 customer driven. Let's be perfectly yeah. clear. The listeners drive this show. That's right. Oshi says the same thing every time he comes on. Yeah. In your station, you know yeah. the revolutionary thought for the day. I can That's repeat right. it because I That's listen right. to it. But the but the but the listeners come on with the audio. That's right. Audio. What you want? They come on with what you want to talk with about. The, with the Come on now. Yeah, They're the ones that about. drive the show and, and take you in another direction and, and, mm-hmm. and provoke thought. This is about provoking thought. Mm-hmm. Because once you, if you if it's in your head, it comes out your mouth. And mm-hmm. that's why the revolutionary thought is good for you to hear. Because all you hear on this TV is buy this, buy that, go get a white woman and drive this car and, and drink some vodka. Mm-hmm. Come on. That, that's all you hear on television. Mm-hmm. That, that's all you hear on TV. So, no. Yeah. And, 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 and really quickly before I get off, if they don't pay these black children to, to kill themselves for this, this, this slave plantation, which is the NCAA, because it's coming. March Madness is coming. Every two weeks is Christmas, Ocean, yeah. once you get over 60. Yeah. <laughs> it was just summertime. It was just summertime. Was, yeah. We were just in COVID. <laughs> now we're talking about New Year's. Yeah. Come on now. Every yeah. two weeks is Christmas, brother. But, but so once you leave high school, it flies. Yes, it but does. no, it's it, it, these white people are afraid, and they know they see the writing on the wall. Uh, they know that they're going to have to give. They just want, don't want to know how much they're going to have to give. We give you image and likeness, but they know once that door is cracked, we busted it open. Yeah. And the lawyers are going to try to – see, the lawyers make the money, so they will represent you because they're money hungry. Mm-hmm. And we should be – those mm-hmm. kids should be paid more than sure. a, a card to go get something needed at the cafeteria. They should right. be paid money just well, like, and they you know, I had saving on their shoulders. I had, I had, off your... I, had a, I had thought out a way many years ago, back when I was working at the firehouse, man, of how it could happen. Because mm-hmm. I had a conversation there, which of course didn't go over well with the cats I was talking to, because they still believe, <laughs> you know. But I'm saying that hey, these guys can get paid, particularly in basketball and football, at the big right. conferences, the big money schools. I mean, if you're paying coaches ten, twelve million dollars a year. You know, some of them and some of them even make more. But then bring that back to some reality of what the coaches are paying, the athletic director, what he's being paid, and the assistant coaches, what they're being paid, and so forth, and find ways to update your uh, equipment and update your facilities. and so, All that's included in this, but the bottom line is the student athletes. No, fuck that. Excuse me, I'm sorry. No, no such, no such thing as a student athlete. Exactly. That's the, my the, point. The, they, the, the endowment for Colorado State is more, from what I understand, you got to check this, is more than all the endowments for all the HBCUs put com, together. Com, right. Right. Because uh, I, I, I think it's like, I think it's like $20 billion. Yeah, dollars. When they <laughs> give... And we had the four hundred millions all of them yeah. together. But what we, what white people do when they go to an institution, they come back and give to the institution because they have a connection. But black people who go to a white institution don't come back and give anything. No. They don't give. They don't give money back. No, and, they, and then even to the even to the but to the right. HBCU, they they try they try to give back to the, the Morgans and the Howards mm-hmm. and uh, all those colleges like yeah. that. But this is. This what what this boy did was is money driven. Has nothing to do. He doesn't look at himself as an African. He looks at himself as a as a, a, a what they call Negro or, or American mm-hmm. or, or African American, whatever name it is this this month. Because they're going to change it in a little bit. <laughs> but he doesn't look at himself as African. He doesn't yeah. see any connection to Africa. He sees he, he thinks that's a jungle and 
Tarzan lives there, and they boil people in pots, and never been, yeah. ne- don't even want a pilgrimage to Africa, don't even want to go to Africa. Be- but yet a Jew never been to Israel. He calls himself a Jew. That's right. And he's a and black he's, man never and, been to Africa, but he, he won't call himself money. African. And he sends money. But the sad thing Come is, we send money to Israel through our taxes. We Come send on, money to them. They get more money Thank than you. any country that America. That's the number one thing in terms of, of giving money to you uh, to, to uh, countries outside of America. Israel, Israel, and that's what Warnock said for years. I'm going to take care of Israel. That's right, because we've been trained. And they're voting for. We've been trained it's, to do wait so. Wait a minute, Ocean. And now we're doing the lesser of two evils. I'm, I'm, I vote for Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker is one not. They're the same person. Yeah. One just says it, and the other one, well, Herschel tries to say it because he, he <laughs> stumbles over his words. But then Warnock just keeps it undercover. He's yeah. a, one of those liberals. Uh, yeah. and, and why is it really quick? Why is it that when, when Obama became president, the first thing out of his mouth was, I'm the president of all Americans? Mm-hmm. Biden never said that. Why is it that the white president don't have to say that but soon as a black man gets the i'm everybody's president well that's because it's assumed you know you assume that you're a president of everybody but for 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 him you know because because he's that you're assuming that he's the black president they call him the, no i'm the president for everybody <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. well I, biden's the white president huh yeah, yeah. no he no. but he, we vote for evil yeah. We, we vote for evil. That's the T-shirt of the month. Yeah. I vote for evil. Oh, I'm sorry. The lesser of two evils yeah. is still evil. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yep. It, it, it's something else. I hear brother. <laughs> All right, hang on. Brother, I'm, 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 put me on. I'm going to listen, man. Put okay. me on mute. Thank All you, right, bro. Peace. Brother. Three, four, seven. Three, four, seven. Good afternoon. How you doing? Yeah, what's happening, Osi? Uh Are you, <clears throat> excuse me. Are you ready to get out and cast your vote tomorrow? Because if you don't, you know you're going to let the Negro down. And you don't want to let the Negro down. It is your obligation and your duty to make sure that you don't let the Negro down. And that you give the Negro his opportunity and his chance to have power. (laughs) Yeah, right. I I just want to know. I just want to know one thing in all sincerity and honesty. What has um, Warnock done for the state of Georgia in the two years that he's been in office? Uh, there's, some, there's some things that they, that uh, he has done that's been marked, so I can't recall. You know, so he is right. he's he's trying to justify. He has worked to try to justify the position to hold on to the position because he knew uh, he was uh, <clears throat> would be challenged in two years unlike the six years that usually uh, senators are given because he, he uh, the Caucasian who he took over, he quit the office and then later he died, you know. And so, in fact, in fact, they had that horsehead-ass chick in that position. He's the one, and he challenged her, you know. Yeah, and she Kelly, just, Kelly Lofter. Kel, think, yeah, uh, Kelly Lofter. Name was Kelly Lofter. Lofter. Yeah. Yes. Who didn't have no business in the seat other than um, mm-hmm. you know her. Yeah, her husband. In her back work. Right, her husband. Um, you know the the thing that annoys me so much about our people is that we really have this excessive need to be a part of this shit. Mm-hmm. 
to really think yeah, that, think that it, that's good for us. It'll, be, it'll benefit us. Huh? No, to think that it's, it, it could be good for us, that it, it will benefit us. The yeah. only thing this I mean, to, system to has done is just give us trinkets. This black face in office that it's going to make the lives of black people better. Listen, like I was saying at times, and we'll say it to this day, Jeffries is not going to do nothing for black people. He's not going to put us at the forefront of any agenda before he puts the Jew and the white man in front of the agenda that he will represent and present. He's not going to make sure that certain things are passed that's going to be beneficial to black folks because that's not his thing. It's just like, you know, it, it's it's amazing to me. And I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I, I have to say it because I'm at that age now where I don't give a damn. There you I'm go. There you, you know go, Jay. I mean? Go ahead and say so it. I can do my thing. Sure, go ahead and say it. You know, everybody talks about his uncle, Dr. Jeffries, mm -hmm. and that he was at the foot of maybe Dr. Jeffries, and Dr. Jeffries taught him so much. Poppycock. Mm -hmm. Poppycock. And then, you know, let's be clear about some things. And I have, I've had this staunch criticism of Jeffries for over 30 years, and I've told him this. I remember one time me and my boy, this was like maybe 30 years ago, we were talking to Jeffries, and my boy asked him a question. And he said to Jeffries, who educates your children? Now think about what I'm about to say. Okay. My boy asked him, who educates your children? You know what Jeffrey told him? Oh, the Catholic school educates mm. my children. Mm -hmm. It was extremely proud about it. Yeah, yeah. Now, mind you, 30 years ago, Dr. Jeffries was probably one of the most hottest commodities in regards to the Afrocentric movement. And over the years, Dr. Jeffries has said some things that just, you know, mm. make me have to holler. You know what I mean? Especially when he starts talking about politics and what it's going to do for you and this and that. As an African, I don't feel as though the politics is going to do anything for me. Yeah. Or for my people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's there to serve the white man and his interests. And as a so-called citizen, we're supposed to benefit on a certain level. But the reality and the truth of the matter, it's not geared to, nor is it really meant to do anything for us. So whenever you get into this sense of politics and we should be part of this and we should be part of this as an African, I ain't, I ain't going for it. And I say that same thing about Karenga. I say yeah. it about other so-called Afrocentric um, scholars and so-called leaders that talk about this politic thing. Yeah, This politic thing has done nothing but hinder the development, the growth, of African people. And it's unfortunate 
I'm sorry to say, Ochi, that we don't understand it or realize it yeah. for what it is. So Jeffries is not going to do anything for us. Warnock is not going to do anything for us. The reality is that middle-class Negro, that rich Negro, that Negro who got a little bit of money like me are going to benefit from it. Right. But the everyday people, everyday black people that struggling, no, Ain't nothing going to benefit no. because we'll never do the things that we need to benefit right. from, it'll... like student debt and things of that nature. No, it'll continue so on. It's a game. It'll be the same old, same old, man. The status quo will be maintained. Status quo, bro. Yep, that's what's that happening. Status quo. Yeah. You know, so that's why, you know, we have to change mm. the way that we think and the way that we move forward because I'm not standing on no line to vote for no Negro. I and it's going to be raining tomorrow, too, here. I don't know. It's going to be raining. So if you didn't vote and the earlier. Line, and the line's going to be the line's gonna be crazy. And to show the dishonesty of it is, what you call them, should it have been the senator already hurt you if the white folks would have just cast the right. same vote for yeah. him that they cast it for Kim. Right. And nobody talks about that. That shows the dishonesty. Of the so-called black politician and the so-called black thought agent and those who support that nonsense, because they couldn't even be honest and speak about it. Well, I'll be so happy because I'm di- I'm so tired of this shit. I, I don't know. I'll be so happy oh, tomorrow man. comes, I, man. Man, tired of these commercials, man. Tired who's of gonna Who's gonna be the next? Who's gonna be the next Negro that we worship? Yeah. Who's gonna be? Who's going to be the next um, so-called superstar? <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Who, when is the next, and this is in all seriousness, when is the next Barack Obama coming? Yeah. Because these white folks got to be saved. And the only thing that saves the white man, it seems to be, is the black man. Yeah. Put through yeah. like Obama, yeah. and you know it's even more crazy. And think about this: Where's Michelle Obama? What do you mean? Where is she? Is she in Chicago? Yeah, where is she? Why? Why did she come out and rally the the troops for Warnock? Why? Why I she don't know. She doing something there? else. She was. They on, talk she about was how everybody love her black ass. Yeah, she because she was on. Uh, uh, we talking with Oprah. And some other sisters, they had the little oh, thing yeah, Oprah. round table discussion. Why, but listen, why ain't listen. Oprah in Atlanta? Hey, listen. Is she a pulsating figure? Is I mean, you if you notice, do, wait, hold on, hold on, Jay. Who do you think is going to win tomorrow? Is Warnock going to win tomorrow, or, or 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 Will Kemp, who's been campaigning for Herschel since he won the governorship? Who's there's commercials and all kind of stuff and. You know, people come and da da da. He was at he was at the football game that was played this past weekend with Georgia Warren, who who are now going to the playoffs, the SEC championship game. So, but who's going to win tomorrow? If common sense plays itself out, Warnock. It should be Warnock. Yeah. But if racism and white supremacy plays itself out, um, it may be Walker because he should have won. Yeah. 
the vote the votes were there for him to win, but they just for some reason they couldn't, couldn't pull the trigger on that stint. Right. I mean, but 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 what would be worse for black folks and maybe even a wake up call for black folks is to have a illiterate dumb nigga like Walker in the city. It'll it'll probably be what America needs to see. An illiterate dumb nigga like Walker, because that's what he is. I I don't even think he could read or write, to be honest with you. I don't I don't I don't know about I, any of those I think things, he's a I think I'll he's a, I really think he's a functional illiterate. Could be I've listened to him talk. Yeah. I've listened to his presentation and speech and all of that, and I can yeah. honestly say he may okay, now, suffer from it, a it, form of dementia. Before I go, and it, he may be slightly retarded too. Before I go, Jay, uh, you heard me talk about uh, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders is leaving Jackson State and going to the University of Colorado, the Colorado Buffaloes. What do you think about that? After the things that he said when he went to Jackson State to to assist in bringing up the HCBUs in, in athletics and, and talent and coaching and all the other areas. And, you know, what do you think? Well, all I can say is this. Deion Sanders is about that money. Deion Sanders is about Deion and that money. Now, will he do a good job? Maybe so. Will he have an impact on Colorado football? No question. But will he educate the students that he's involved with? I believe so. Um, there's already talking about how he's bringing in recruits, bringing in money <laughs> because of who he's who he is, they changed the um, transferring rules so that, you know, people that wouldn't have been able to transfer into the school are now able to transfer into the school. Well, I, I, I don't I don't know about that. I do know. I don't know about that, but I do know that it used to be if I want when, when when you recruited me, I come to your school. Then you say to me after the season's over, oh, I'm I'm I'm. I'm going to go to Colorado. I'm going to another school, you know. But you recruited no, me. You, hold on, hold on, hold on. And you and you sold me on the fact that you're going to be there at this particular school, and I'm I'm down with that because you're going to be there in the athletic program and so forth. But now you're going to leave. It used to be, in order for me to leave, I had to set out a whole year, you know. Now I can leave, and I can leave with you, just like yeah, just yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, no, but what I was saying, oh, listen, exactly what you're saying is 100% right. But listen to this. At Colorado, the standard was that it was too high to be able to do that. What do you mean, ac- what do you, what do you mean academic standards? Like that. They're changing. What do you mean, academic standards? What do you mean, academic standards? Academic um, because of, I think, credits and things of that nature that they didn't readily just accept transfer students. But now, because Dion is coming, they changed it. 
Okay. So Dion is gonna, from my understanding, I know he's bringing his son with him mm-hmm. because he already introduced his son as the starting quarterback. <laughs> he's right? also yeah. probably. Let me finish. And he's I, also bringing his top players that were at Jackson State, I think, with him. Mm-hmm. Or if they don't go to Jackson State, they may transfer to other schools. So what's going to happen with Jackson State is going to be interesting. I'm yeah. hoping, this is my hope, that one of his assistant coaches at Jackson State stays there and continue the program that um, he started because the reality is he brought a lot of resources to the program. So the program is in a lot better shape. And there's also a scandal brewing at Jackson State in regards to money that was supposed to be used for the football was used on other things at well, the university well, that I, well, they're listen, going to deal and address well, with. Well, they, they always do that because the, the football and basketball programs, they they fund the other uh, athletic endeavors. They fund the college, the uh, golfing program, the gymnastics. The, the, uh, yeah, but they didn't use it for that. They well, used it They used it for, for, other, for other things. My understanding is when that happened, you're supposed to use the money for um, – athletic endeavors, but I don't know. Okay. But listen, Colorado has not been a major force right. in football. A long time. I think within two or three years, there'll be a better team. Well, you know, let me say this. I read his contract. He's yeah. going to make a lot of money for winning. Right, but listen, listen, listen. We all know what happens with big-time uh, college sports, particularly in basketball and football. The, the, the coaches, they make more money than, if, particularly if it's a state university or college, they make more money than anybody in that state. Okay, we all know that, right. and, 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 and they do it. But let me, I got another call. Let me, let me catch this other caller because I got to go. All right, Jay. See you on Wednesday, man. Got a, got a brother, Bomani Tahimba, and then a brother, Irv. Oh, brother Irv will be on Friday. Brother Irv West, or West, Irv Lewis. The Irv Lewis will be on Friday. All right. Sounds good. All right, brother. 404, 404, good afternoon. Sister? Sister Habia? Hello, hello. You're on. Well, I know she had some information about uh, uh, Matulu Shakur. I've seen a uh, promotion that she had about the uh, fundraising because the brother's going to need some funds. All right, then, brothers and sisters, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. Hold on. 404, good afternoon. Oh, greetings. I, I don't know what not getting through on the phone. I was hearing you. Oh, okay. And just enjoying your program and, and, and just saying through the land. And uh, I just wanted to also just say, I say to uh, Bob, uh, Dr. Leonard, um, uh, for um, our esteemed Leonard Jeffries, um, he, is, uh, he is a profound freedom fighter. 
Well, we're not talking about Lynn Jeffrey. We're talking Jeffrey. about we're talking about Hakeem Jeffries, the one oh, his I nephew. Oh, I'm not saying Lynn Jeffries. They did nothing. They <laughs> no, ain't gonna do nothing. No, no. We were talking about Hakeem Jeffries. Oh, who his is nephew. Now, oh, his nephew. nephew. Oh, right. Okay. Who is the who is now the speaker, <laughs> the Democratic speaker? <laughs> yeah, that's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know about I know about Hakeem. That's his nephew. That's Lynn right. Jeffries' nephew. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just wanted to raise up the name for <laughs> for Dr. Leonard Jeffries. Okay. But listen, he, he is. Such a freedom fighter, yeah. and he's an esteemed elder he's, in the yes, icon. Yes, he and is. He is. And he's doing a lot of Dr. work. Dr. J. Dr. J. is Dr. J. is deserving. But anyway, uh, uh, Matulu Shakur, there is a fundraiser. Yeah, now he's a freedom fighter. Been, yes, you know he helped. I, I, I know people know he helped with the liberation for for uh, for um, our sister, um, and uh, he's a. Uh, He's he has he's he's a freedom fighter has been incarcerated for a decade and he helped free Asada as you know he has not been exactly released yet it's going to be like in about two weeks oh I thought he was and already you know, released and I, I know I know he's ill and that's yeah, why yeah, when yeah. he's, he's, right. he's and then, you know they so doggy dog they're not letting him out for about another two weeks um, uh-huh. and uh, you know Baba Watani with the uh, New African people. Uh-huh. And with Malcolm X, he's going to be flying out there uh, and help him return him to L.A. He'll be with his family. Okay. And we want to just welcome him. We're going to be planning some other big things. But right now, there's a uh, fundraiser that okay. um, I sent that's going to be on the 10th. Right. People can come come in uh, person that they can send money and things uh, for him because we want to give him a grand welcome home. I mean, he's such a a brilliant and profound and wonderful freedom fighter made so many sacrifices for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, then, sister. I knew you had some information. Yeah, so about you, I, I think that maybe you could read it off, um, right. you know. Right, um, yeah, because the 10th is uh, okay. coming up this this weekend. Yeah. All right, my yeah. sister. Yeah, okay. All right. All right, okay. peace to you. Right. Okay, peace to the land. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the word Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do it out, and they sure the hell don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shimhotep means go in peace. Asante sana means thank you. Bibi Fahodier. Bibi Fahodier means our victorious destiny. Family, we will be victorious. Peace.